Welcome to podcast number 12. I'm Kathy Rhodes, and I'm very excited to continue to talk about emotional intelligence with you. During the last episode, we talked about some examples so that you had a good and a bad example of what emotional intelligence really looks like. And we talked about the thought cycle, how biologically scientists have proven what happens in our brain when we think. During this session, we're going to continue to talk about the thought cycle, as well as some emotional intelligence skills. Hi, I'm Kathy Rhodes. I'm an executive leadership coach certified with John Maxwell and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach on leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. You know, it's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. It may be similar to another's, but it's not quite the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way somebody else did it and they succeeded at it, but it doesn't work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. During the last episode, I shared the thought cycle the biological thought cycle that scientists have proven. Our thoughts create our emotions, our emotions create our actions, and our actions create our results. So today I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove this to you. We're gonna talk about a scenario that I'm sure you all have, have experienced. So let's see this in action. I'd like you to close your eyes and follow me here on this journey. Allow yourself to experience this journey. My guess is, is that everybody's familiar with what email is. And you all have an email account and you all have received an email at one point or the other, right? Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's with your business. Maybe it's personal. I want you to think back to an email that you received that wasn't really a nice email. It just was not written in a nice way. It was rude, it was inaccurate, it was offensive. Reread this email in your mind as you're, as you're thinking about it. You know, think about the sender. Who was it that sent it to you? What did they say that was so false? What did they say that just got your blood boiling? Pay attention as you reread this email in your mind. Pay attention to what your body is doing right now. As I explain this scenario and as I'm thinking of my email, my fists are clenched. My jaw is starting to tighten up. My teeth are even clenching. I can feel my blood pressure rising. I can even feel the heat in my face. Other people will feel their heart pounding. They'll get nail marks in their palms of their hands because they're clenching so hard. Some people feel red flowing from their upper chest into their neck, into their face. They just know that visually the color red is very prominent in them. As you read this email, as you 
take a deep breath and try to control your response. What is your response? What are you going to do? What do you do when this email comes in? Well, for me, I reply all and I slam on my keyboards as I, as I type out my response, right? <laughs> well, what kind of results come from that response? Okay, if your eyes were closed, open them up. Let's, let's continue to dig into this here. You know, what just happened is your thought cycle. I introduced something that may have happened in your past. You thought about it. You reenacted it in your mind. Your emotions took over because your thoughts will create your emotions. Your emotions create your actions. So what you did with this email, if you replied all, if you, if you did nothing, if you closed it, if you deleted it, whatever, that, that was created based on your emotions. And those actions created the result. If you don't like the action that came out of it, we can go all the way back to your thoughts. I know I've received emails from customers asking, where is my order? I haven't received my order yet. Now, in the message that they send me, that's not how they sound. That's how I make them sound. You know, remember, we see things for the way we are, not the way they are. So when I'm reading this message, there's some thought in me. There's some attitude in me that kind of gives it a little snotty tone to it. <laughs> well, with that attitude in that email or that message, that just stirs me up a little bit and creates some emotions. I start to clench my teeth and clench my fists. I remember one email I received, I did reply all, and oh, I was pounding out a message and my hands were shaking. You have to pay attention biologically what's happening in your body because your body is giving away your low EQ. Giving it away to you, trying to scream at you, saying you're not in a good space right now. Pay attention to this. When my hands were shaking as I was typing out my response, I even said out loud, I don't care, I'm right. Thankfully, thankfully, I had enough in my mind yelling and screaming at me saying, this is not high EQ, this is not what you teach, you need to walk away. Thankfully, I did. I did walk away. I did sit on it. I think I sat on it for two weeks before I finally deleted it because there's nothing productive that would have come out of that response. We have to understand biologically what's happening in our body and we have to pay attention to what's happening in our body. You see, at the back of your brain, where your brain attaches to your spine, there's a special little piece, I don't know biologically what it's really called, but I just call it a beacon that's constantly serving for safety. Our brains were created to help us survive. That, I mean, our brains are an organ they're gonna do what you tell it to do. It was created to help us survive. So this little beacon is constantly serving for safety. If it senses danger, it's going to suck all of the oxygen out of your brain and send it to your extremities, like your hands and your feet. Well, think about it. If I'm walking, taking a nice leisurely walk down a trail and out in front of me is a grizzly bear, I need all the oxygen going to my hands and my feet because I need to be running or fighting. 
when this little beacon sucks the oxygen out of your out of your brain, it doesn't know any different whether you're seeing a bear or whether you're seeing an offensive email. Regardless, it senses danger and it does what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to help you survive. Well, when the oxygen is sucked out of your brain, the first part of your brain that loses oxygen is that frontal lobe, your front of your forehead. This is where all the facts and logic are. There's nothing factual or logical that's gonna happen next. You know, the next piece is the limbic section that loses oxygen. Well, there's no time for emotions when there's danger, right? This beacon or this scanner is always on. We have to be aware of this. We have to be aware biologically. When I get more oxygen going to my hands, my hands are going to shake. I have to push forward and bring oxygen back into my brain when I know it's turned off. So how do you do that, right? How do you, how do you bring oxygen back into your brain? Well, taking a deep breath is a great start. That's a great place to start because that is actually bringing in oxygen. Scientists have also proven that the smell of lavender and a baby's laugh will turn your brains back on. I don't always have my lavender oil with me, so I can't always smell the lavender. And you know, if I'm in a meeting and I'm offended and my brain starts turning off, I don't think anyone would appreciate the baby's laughing YouTube videos that I pull out. <laughs> so I have to find other solutions. Getting away from it, getting away from the email, stepping away from your desk, sitting on it for a few hours or days is another great tip and tool to use to turn your brain back on. If you're emotional about something, you are not factual and logical. You cannot be in both parts of your brain at the same time. You cannot be in the logical frontal lobe and the emotional limbic section at the same time. So if you're still emotional, it's proof that you're not logical. We need to practice these little tools to turn our brain back on or we're gonna be in trouble. We're gonna be that person who might be super intelligent, but very unsuccessful because they lost their job because they couldn't keep their mouth shut, right? Or they said the wrong thing at the wrong, at the wrong time, or they did something, or they hit somebody, or they threw something. That's not where we wanna be in life. So biologically, there's a lot happening. Our brains were created for survival, but we have to understand how to be intelligent with it. Can I change my brain? Well, sure. Yeah, we can. That's emotional intelligence. We can learn. We can get better at it. But it's going to take some practice and intentionality. You know, there's, there's four EQ skills. If you Google, if you look at this up or do any reading when it comes to emotional intelligence, there are four skills. And they are really, they're, they're categorized into two categories, personal competence and social competence. And really it's awareness and management. There's self-awareness and self-management and social awareness and social management. I cannot manage myself unless I'm first aware of it. Well, now you're aware of it. Now you're aware of biologically what's happening in your brain. Now you get to choose your management tools. And once you can better understand yourself and see this in action, you're going to notice it in other people. And you're going to handle situations a lot better when you have that empathy, understanding where their brain is at. Or when you just understand that really your job right now is to help them turn their brain back on. You know, in any work setting, 
anything can happen, right? I, I remember talking to a young man who worked in a manufacturing setting and he said that he loves his manager, his supervisor, because he gets them. Something happened at the, at the manufacturing plant. Uh, one of the coworkers who was feeding materials to this young man, uh, that, that young worker left, left the whole production line, just walked away. We'll call him Joe. Joe just left. It wasn't even break time. Joe just left. Well, Charlie, this young man who's trying to keep up and everything's piling up now, I mean, you can feel the emotion just kind of thinking about the scenario. He, he's, he's feeling the emotion. And he's getting frustrated. And he's starting to lose it because the people down the line further who don't understand Joe just left, they're starting to yell at Charlie. Well, his supervisor understood Charlie. So his supervisor pulled him aside, pulled him into his office and let Charlie vent. And Charlie lost it. This emotion had been building and building and he was frustrated. He wasn't getting his work done. He was trying to do two jobs at once. And his, his boss gave him a safe environment to let the emotion out. His boss understood emotion is going to come out. And once it came out, the supervisor had to do nothing because Charlie took a deep breath and said, thank you. This is what, this is what we need to do. This is the help I need on the production line. And this is what I'm going to do. And he was able to go back out and be very productive for, for the rest of his shift. But his boss gave him a safe place to vent. When you see people that are, that are in that limbic section, your job is to help them turn their brain back on. You know, his boss didn't fire him. His boss did not ridicule him or write him up. His boss understood. Let this emotion out and let's get productive again. It's kind of like the Inside Out movie that we talked about two episodes ago. Sadness let the emotions happen and they got on back on their trail a lot faster than what Joy was doing. I'm going to leave you with a quote by Maya Angelou. She said that I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Oh, and I'm sure every one of us can think about people who made us feel ugh, angry, frustrated. But I want you to flip this, this quote around a little bit, and I want you to turn it on yourself. You know, we've learned that people will never forget what I've said. They've never going to, they'll never, I'm sorry, let me say that again. We've learned that people will forget what we said. They will forget what we did, but they're never going to forget how I make them feel. Have you ever been the sender of an emotionally driven email? As leaders, what emotions are you evoking in other people? Thank you for thinking differently with me today. Thank you for learning and growing. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook, and share this with your friends. Visit us on our websites too at unityconsultingllc.com and kathyrotes.com. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.